When my dad was teaching me how to shoot a rifle, I found out that it... Now, who's laughing out there? (laughs) I thought you'd run in fear when you heard that. (laughs) But he did. He taught me how to shoot a rifle. And I found out that in most cases, you don't aim directly at the target. Now, if you're two feet away or something, I guess you would, but that wouldn't be very sporting. So he moved me back several feet, and he taught me that as you're aiming, you have to allow for the distance, you have to allow for wind, you have to allow for gravity. And in order to do all of that, to hit the target, you have to aim high. Ephesians chapter 5 continues Paul's description of how we as believers are to live our life for Christ. Paul reminds Ephesian believers that they had been saved out of a life of darkness. They didn't want to live in that darkness anymore. The last part of Ephesians chapter 4 describes some of the ways that as believers we can find ourselves making some side trips into the darkness from time to time and how to avoid that. But Paul doesn't just want to tell them what to avoid. The Bible is not simply a book of don'ts, things we're not supposed to do. Much more, the Bible tells us what we can do in Christ. Instead of living in the hatred and anger of this world, the believer can choose to live a life of kindness and compassion, forgiving in the same way that we have been shown forgiveness by God. So, How do we go about being that kind of people, a people who live in kindness, who live in compassion, who live forgiving others as we have been forgiven? Well, we do that by aiming high. Here's how Paul describes it in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This morning, I want to challenge all of us in Christ to aim high. Now, we do that in a couple of ways that Paul describes here. First, we aim high by imitating someone worth imitating. We all imitate someone. Paul even alludes to that here in the verse. We imitate our parents like a young child imitating their mom or their dad. You guys, you'll remember that day that your dad, my dad gave me a popsicle stick. I don't know what your dad gave you, but he gave you something and then he gave you a little handful of shaving cream. And you stood there before the mirror and rubbed that shaving cream on. And I took my popsicle stick and as my dad would shave, I shaved off mine. Because I wanted to be like Dad. We, 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 that's the way we learn. That's the way we grow. We, we watch our parents and, and we, we imitate the things that they do. We imitate famous people. You know, we see people that we admire. Maybe we read about someone in a biography or maybe we hear an account of someone and we think, well, that's a great trait. That's something that I wish I could do. And we start to try to, to imitate that in our own life. Nothing wrong with that. We learn best by example. As we see something lived out in someone else's life, it helps us to learn how to live it in our life too. There's nothing wrong with that except, obviously, sometimes that can go sideways. Some of the famous people that we see, uh, 
they don't really live a life worth imitating. We have to learn to discern what are those things that are worth taking into our life and what are those things we need to set aside. What are those things worth imitating? So how do we figure that out? Well, Paul says we figure it out by aiming high. If you're going to imitate someone, why not imitate someone who is absolutely perfect? Paul sets the bar as high as it possibly can be. Here in the first part of verse 1. Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children. Now, back in chapter 4, Paul named one primary way that we should all be imitators of God. In the very final verse, in fact, the verse that comes just before Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. In chapter 4, verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. It is absolutely amazing how much mess we would avoid in life if we would simply learn to adopt this one principle. If before we spoke or before we acted, we stopped for a moment and asked ourselves, is what I'm about to say or what I'm about to do, is that something that would be considered kind and compassionate? Or even better way to think about it is if somebody said or did this to me, would I consider that to be kind and compassionate? And the greatest single act of compassion? Forgiveness. We sometimes look at forgiveness as something we hand out once it's earned. If someone is sufficiently sorry, or if they have paid us back for whatever they wronged us, then, and only then, we'll forgive them. But that's not how God forgives. We could never earn His forgiveness. We could never pay Him back for what we have done. And yet, God forgives us anyway. The price we could not pay... He paid in full. That is the forgiveness that Paul is calling on believers to imitate. Like a child imitating his dad. We are called to imitate the forgiveness that God has shown to us. Boy, talk about aiming high. Speaking of my dad, he he had a philosophy about purchasing. He thought if you're going to buy something, you ought to buy the very best. Now, you need to understand, my my dad didn't spend money easily. He he was very careful with his money. Uh, He was extremely handy. If something broke down in our house, he would fix it or or wire it together or figure some way to make it last as as long as it could. Uh, He rarely made large purchases, but when he did... He bought the best. And here's why. Uh, Whether it was a dishwasher for my mom or a new TV for the living room, whatever it was, his theory was if you buy the best, you won't leave the store wishing you had bought something else. Folks, we're all going to live our life. This wonderful life that God has given us. 
we're all going to live it as long as the Lord allows us to. If we're going to live our life, why not live a life that we don't look back wishing we had done something else? So if you're going to imitate someone, why not imitate the very best? Now, obviously, we are never going to perfectly imitate God. We're going to fall way short of that. We'll never perfectly exhibit the kind of forgiveness that God has shown to us. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Aim high. Ask yourself before you act, would I be considered kind and compassionate If I do this, or even more directly, if God did this to me, what would I think? Learn to forgive. Not because people deserve it, because they never will. Not because they've earned it. Forgive them because you have been forgiven. You'll be amazed at how freeing that is. Now, forgiveness is not excusing someone's wrongdoing. It's not saying that what they did was right, even when it was wrong. That's not what forgiveness is. But you will be amazed. Uh, So often, as you're going through life trying to figure out who you're supposed to forgive and who you're not supposed to forgive, that's exhausting. Forgive out of the forgiveness that God has shown to you. Like a child imitating their parent, imitate your heavenly father, especially, especially in this area of forgiveness. We aim high by imitating someone who's worth imitating. But secondly, we aim high by loving like Jesus loves. Paul says to forgive like God forgives To love like Christ loves. We could say amen to that and just go home. We know we're supposed to do that. We we, we know that's how we're supposed to live. But the the problem is we're all human. And and as humans, we tend to shoot for the minimum. (laughs) You you know, what's the minimum that I can do? And and, and maybe I, I won't be the very best I can be, but at least God won't be mad at me. What's what's the least that I can do to kind of just just get by here? How much is the minimum that I can love or, or, or give or forgive? We figure, you know, if we can hit that minimum, we can skate by. Well, instead of starting there, Paul starts at the other end of the spectrum. Instead of starting at what's the minimum we can do, he sets the bar as high as it possibly can be. There in verse 2, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. How high should we set the bar in loving others? How high should that standard be? Well, all you have to ask yourself is how high is Calvary? That's what Jesus did for you. How much should we love each other? How much love has Jesus shown us? Well, Paul gives that answer away. 
And he talks about offering and sacrifice. Now, to us, we know what those words mean, but it's a little bit of a different meaning than what it would have been when Paul was writing it. In, in the New Testament world, and, and particularly in the, in the area of uh, Judea and Jerusalem, that, that area, the, the idea of offering and sacrifice was, was a very, very clear concept. Even in Ephesus, though their offerings would have been to, to uh, false gods, they still understood the idea, the concept of what an offering and a, and a sacrifice was. They, they got that. It was, it was ingrained in, in the whole cultural system. And as Paul talked about Christ's sacrifice on the cross, they realized that was in ultimate fulfillment of that sacrificial system. Nothing greater could be done. No, no bigger offering could be made than what Jesus did. And you thought forgiving like God forgives was, was aiming high. Loving others the way that Jesus loved them, the way that Jesus loves us. That's as high as it goes. To an ant, a blade of grass is really, really tall. So an ant will climb and climb and climb and climb to get to the top of that blade of grass and be almost 40 times his height and still just be as tall as a blade of grass. <laughs> to a cat, a tree is really, really tall. The average cat can climb a tree very quickly. The average cat rescue from a tree takes about 45 minutes. Although, as one man observed, if he climbed up there, he can climb down. Have you ever seen a cat skeleton in a tree? <laughs> but even if a cat climbed to the highest tree in the state of Missouri, I looked it up, the highest tree in Missouri is 140 feet high. Even if he got all the way up there, he still would not even be half the height of the Hammond's Tower, downtown Springfield. But let's just suppose that cat got hungry, went downtown, got on the elevator, went up all the way to the top of the Hammond Tower. He would still only be one-tenth of the height of the tallest building in the world. But if you want to see the top of that building, you can go on Google Maps and pull up a photo taken from a satellite that is 22,000 miles up in the atmosphere. But that's only one-tenth of the way to the moon, which is only five one-hundredths of the distance to the closest planet to our Earth. You get the idea here. No matter how high you keep going, you really haven't gotten anywhere at all in this world. So how do you want to live your life? You want to live it ant on a blade of grass high? You want to live it cat up in a tree high? You want to live it up on ham and sour high? Why not aim as high as you possibly can? Why not set your goal in life where it can't be set any higher? Love like Jesus loves you. Be an imitator of God. Well, here's where this 
gets right to the nitty-gritty. Here's where the rubber hits the road. What decision will you make this week where you decide, you know what? I'm going to be an imitator of God in this. What are you going to be faced with this week where you've got to make a decision about what's right and wrong and you're going to decide, you know what? I'm going to be an imitator of God. I'm going to make my decision based upon God's word, not based upon culture. That's aiming high. Be an imitator of God. What are you going to do this week? And it's going to happen, I guarantee it, when somebody rubs you the wrong way. When something happens that it just isn't what you'd planned. When you go to the office refrigerator, you open it up to get your lunch, and somebody's taking your Tupperware. (laughs) And somebody wrongs us this week. And again, it's going to happen. How are we going to react? Stop and say, okay, that was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. But I'm going to be an imitator of God. I'm going to forgive, not because they deserve it, not because they've earned it, but I'm going to forgive them because God forgave me. I'm not going to hold this against them for the rest of their life. I'm not going to steal their Tupperware tomorrow. I'm going to forgive them. Because God forgave me. What are you going to do when you see that new bass boat? Oh, it looks so good. You would look great out on Table Rock driving it. Oh, it would be great. But then you realize something. You know, there's some missionaries that could take that money. And they could share the news of Jesus Christ with some people who can't hear. And so I'm I'm going to put off that purchase for another six months. I don't need it this week anyway. And I'm going to take that money I was going to put on that down payment for that boat. I'm going to send it to missions because I want to get to heaven one day and have someone come tell me they met Jesus because I was willing to give. Aim high. Aim high. Be an imitator of God. Forgive because God has forgiven you. Love like Jesus loves you. Aim high. Heavenly Father, this is a difficult scripture. It's not difficult for us to understand. We know this is what we're supposed to do. But boy, this is a hard one to actually live. First of all, we know we're we're never going to perfectly imitate you. Uh, we're going to fall very, very short of that. We recognize that. You do too. But God, if we're going to imitate someone, if we're going to choose to use someone as an example of our life, why not choose the very best? So Lord, today we choose you. We want to be imitators of you. We want people to look at our life and see you. Help us, God. We need help to do that. We're not going to accomplish that on our own. We need help to make those kind of decisions, to decide to live according to your word rather than according to culture, to decide to forgive other people, not because they deserve it, but because you've forgiven us. To love others so much we're willing to sacrifice so that they can know you. God, that's hard, but help us. Help us 
to be imitators of you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.